Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. I'm your host, Marielle, and on today's episode, we will be talking about love offerings with Jackie Cassidy, one of our senior lead bookkeepers here at Start Church. Jackie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It is absolutely my pleasure, Marielle. Well, we know that pastors give so much of their time, effort, and heart to their ministries. And we know that with the holidays right around the corner, many congregations will be preparing to bless their leaders with love offerings in the coming weeks. And we have two holidays in particular that are significant times for churches to honor their pastors. And of course, first we have Thanksgiving, which is a time for us to reflect on all that we're grateful for. And Then, of course, we have Christmas, a time to reflect on the miracle of Christ's birth and celebrate his gift to the world by giving gifts to one another. So both of these special days are times when pastors typically receive uh, special love offerings. So to prepare for the upcoming holidays, you listening may be wondering, what should you do with a generous gift that you receive? So at Start Church, we want you to be prepared to handle love offerings in an honorable and compliant way. So Jackie, as a lead bookkeeper at Start Church, I know you must get so many questions on this topic. So to start us off, what is one of the biggest questions you receive about love offerings? Without a doubt, one of the most common questions pastors ask is if their love offerings are taxable. And most people believe that a love offering is a gift given to an individual. However, although it is a gift of appreciation, the IRS considers love offerings as another form of taxable income. So the Internal Revenue Code, IRC 61A, defines taxable income as all income from whatever source derived, including compensation for services. So while the member of the church and the pastor receiving it view this amount as a gift, the IRS will review the same love offering as taxable income because of what Section 102 says shortly after excluding gifts from taxable income. We're going to get technical for just a second here. Um, IRC Section 102C1 says that any amount transferred by or for an employer to or for the benefit of an employee shall be treated as gross taxable income. Essentially, this means that you still have to report any love offerings as compensation for the pastor. If the pastor or church does not report the love offering as taxable income in the year it's given, then there may be penalties. Um, Let's say, for example, the IRS may choose to audit the church, and if the church does not report the love offerings on the pastor's W-2, the IRS may also charge a penalty tax to the pastor if the pastor fails to report the love offering as taxable income. Thanks so much for breaking that down for us, Jackie. I know that there are a lot of uh, misconceptions around this topic. So now that you've given us a clearer picture of, of why it's important to report love offerings, can you share with us the steps we should take to properly collect and report a love offering for a pastor? Absolutely. There are five steps that I'd like to share today on this topic. The first step you should take 
of course, is to collect the offering. If you receive an offering for both your general tithes and offerings and an offering for the pastor, you're going to want to make sure that you're able to clearly separate them. You're still responsible for making sure that the church will be able to cover its expenses before issuing the pastor the love offering. The next step you're going to want to take is to evaluate whether or not the church can actually pay the love offering. So you're going to ask these questions. Is the church operating at a profit or is it operating at a loss? You're going to want to make sure that the church can cover its general expenses before paying the pastor the love offering. Your financial reports can also help with determining the amount of the love offering if it has not been previously approved in the church's budget. Financial reports will give your church a breakdown of income and expenses and provide the information to determine whether or not your church can give the love offering. This leads us to step number three, which is to be sure to check your budget. Have you set up your budget to account for love offerings? If you haven't, that's okay. You can still use your financial reports to calculate an amount for the love offering. A budget reflecting expenses like love offerings is important. It not only helps you to determine an amount that your board considers reasonable, but it also enables you to make sure that the church is staying within the predicted expenses. I just want to add in here, Jackie, as we're talking about creating and checking a budget, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't currently have a method of tracking your financial transactions, you definitely need one. With the new year coming up, it's a great time to start creating a budget for your ministry and have your most financially healthy year yet in 2021. So we know the burdens that many ministers and pastors are carrying when it comes to budgeting and accounting and handling financial aspects can be so overwhelming, especially when you're just wanting to focus on fulfilling your calling, uh, loving people, discipling people, uh, raising up leaders. And so that's why we have an incredible team of bookkeepers like Jackie that will help you with your financial reports. And not only that, but they'll help guide you to make sure you have all of the information you need to make the best financial decisions for your church or ministry. So if you want to learn more about how we can serve you, be sure to head on over to startchurch.com. So Jackie, let's get back to it. After reviewing the budget and making sure everything is in order, what's the next step you'd recommend that pastors take when it comes to love offerings? Step number four is getting the board's approval for the love offering being paid to the pastor. One thing to know is that the pastor receiving the love offering, as well as any individual related to them, cannot be part of the vote. Allowing them to vote on the decision is a conflict of interest. Your bylaws should outline the type of approval required to approve the love offering while still making sure that you're in compliance with the IRS law. If you need help creating procedures for voting on financial and governing decisions that will best fit your church, our team will be happy to help with this aspect as well. So as you hold the board meeting, make sure that you have your board meeting minutes to back up the approval of the love offering. And the board meeting minutes are proof of financial and governing decisions that your board makes. If you're having trouble understanding how to create minutes for your board meeting, just let us know. We'll be glad to assist you. So to wrap everything up, what is the fifth and final step to take to properly collect love offerings? The last step after approving the amount is to be sure to report it to the payroll company the pastor uses. This payroll company will give you the steps on how to correctly give your pastor the love offering, 
If your pastor does not use a payroll company and receives checks, you can write him or her a separate check. Make sure that the memo line says love offering. This will help with tracking expenses in the future if needed and will help when you create the church budget for the following year. So to recap, the five steps you need to take are to collect the offering, evaluate your church's ability to pay the offering, check your budget, get approval from your board, and then make sure to report the love offering to your payroll company. Once you've followed these steps, you should be set up for success. Jackie, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us on the podcast today. Anytime, Marielle. I'm always happy to help. So we hope that this information was useful to you and will give you some good tips when it comes to blessing your pastors with a love offering in the days to come. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the Beyond the Call podcast, and we hope that you'll tune in again next week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.